Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And mind you, this show is going to be truly, truly abundant because our today's guest, Stephanie Keith, it's not only a published, a couple times published author, she's also the embodiment of what manifested life can look like and feel like when you really tap into the love of attraction and Listen, this is not going to be just woo-woo episode, which nothing against it, right? I love diving into that too, but also talking about the subconscious mind and the messaging that we are giving our mind. Because if you're anything like me at the beginning of your journey, you might be really skeptical and it's like, yeah, this woo-woo stuff, I don't believe in that. So let's bring you not only spirituality, but also practical steps and tips that I know Stephanie is overflowing abundantly with. So Stephanie, I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. It's beautiful, beautiful to have you here. And and like I said, like you're truly an embodiment of what manifested life can look like, feel like. And I would love to like a little bit like rewind because I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, forget any manifestation, love of attraction. We don't have a books about that. Like when I was growing up, right? Um, And there was a lot of skepticism. So there was not like any beliefs like you either believe in God or you don't believe and that's it right so how did you got across manifestation love of attraction is that something you saw in your family or was that something that you just encounter on your journey as you go I would love to know like where did it start at yeah so I didn't hear about the law of attraction until 2009 but once I learned about it I realized that a lot of things that I had in my life and that I experienced was the law of attraction. I just didn't know what it was called, but I grew up in a house where we weren't religious. We didn't go to church. Um, And I think in a way that was a really big gift because my parents were very open-minded and very much on believing that anything is possible and teaching me how to tune into my intuition and trust it. And When I got out of college and got into the corporate world, um, shortly thereafter, I had my first daughter and was just kind of thrown into this life-changing, you know, situation where all of a sudden I had a child to take care of. And we were in a house that was like a hundred years old and we needed to move, but we were living paycheck to paycheck. And I was just feeling really stressed, really stuck. And didn't know how I was going to 
make things better, didn't really see a path. And my mom had sent me a copy of the book, The Secret. And she was like, I think that this will help you. And so like how many people heard about the law of attraction, that was the first time I heard about it. So I was very intrigued. And like you said, at the time, there really wasn't a lot of information out there, but I was just incredibly curious and hungry for more. And I just really dove into um, all things having to do with you know, quantum uh, physicists and different theories they had. And then I got into self-development and I really started using the law of attraction to manifest my career. At the time I was in corporate sales and that was sort of the only thing that I knew in terms of how to get ahead in life. So I became really good at manifesting promotions and bonuses and money and all of these things but I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy with what I was doing. I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. I was leaving my daughter every day, taking her to before school care and after school care and just carrying around this mom guilt, wishing that I had more freedom to do what I really wanted to do and to be home with my daughter. And on my 30th birthday, it was kind of like this moment where I just realized that I didn't want to go another 10 years, let alone the rest of my life in this corporate world that I didn't feel aligned with. And I really started to get clear on what my next step was going to be. And shortly thereafter, I started the Law of Attraction Tribe, which really just started out as an Instagram page where I talked about the Law of Attraction and it opened me up to this world I didn't even know existed. I didn't know that there were people all over the world that were just like me, hungry for this information, wanting to learn more, wanting to manifest a life that is very different from what society tells us it should be. And it just opened up my whole like perspective on things. And um, it ended up turning into a podcast and then this year, an app and some books. And um, and now, you know, fast forward years later, and I've been able to manifest that life where I am home with my kids, but I'm also doing something that I feel is contributing in some ways, something that I feel like I was put here to do. And um, it all just started with following those little breadcrumbs and you know, taking it one step at a time. I love this, Stephanie. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing the story because sometimes we look at people and where they are and we're like, well, good for you. And I'm like, back here, what is the gap? How did you get there? And it's so fascinating to me and how many people like the possibilities and manifestation were awakened by one book, The Secret. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't know about you and how you feel about it now by years later practicing. I don't feel like even the secret has all of it in it, you know, like it, th that book, I feel like it's, it's like a foreplay into like, oh, there is something that it's possible. Right. And then when you start practicing, you're like, wow, this book doesn't even have all of the components in it yet. It still can be working. So I love, and for you as a published author, right? It's also amazing to know like how one book can change millions of lives. So I yes. feel like it's so amazing. Yeah. And you know, the secret, I know a lot of people feel that way that it is 
missing a lot of key components, which it is, but it was a good introduction, you know, like it was a good starting point. And it really is, I think the catalyst that helped bring the law of attraction into like the mainstream where the whole world kind of learned about it. And, um, so I'm, I'm just so grateful that I came across it, but I have to say the best feedback that I've received yet is people, uh, messaging me and telling me, I liked your book even better than the secret. Like this book is what changed my life, or this was the turning point because I know how powerful that was reading that one book and how it's kind of like looking back, you can pinpoint those moments in life where there was a fork in the road and you took the path, you know, less traveled. And that was the secret for me. And so hearing that my book can potentially be that for someone else is like the best gift that anyone could ever give me. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so, um, confirmation that I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing. Mm, I loved it. And I feel like that's where we truly desire to get. We truly desire to get into the place of soulful happiness, soulful success when we are really satisfied and fulfilled. Because like you said, at the beginning, you were manifesting the money and the promotions and the things. And you're like, well, this is cool, but I'm still not feeling fulfilled. And it's very interesting because clients come to me and they're like, well, when I have the 10K months, I will be happy. When I have the relationship, then I will be happy. I'm like, you're postponing your happiness. You're pushing it into the future. Therefore, even when you get the thing you think will make you happy, you won't be happy. So what was for you like the point like I want to divide it in like you talk about the forks but I want to divide it in two questions so was there any moment for you when you were like wow like I do have the money I'm not happy how did you know like what is the next thing for you like how would you know what makes you happy and do you have the second question and I can repeat it later um do you have any tips for those who are like really struggling right now they're really like I really get to have the money for my health or for paying my rents. Like they are in that, like, it's not just like, oh, I want to like promotion or thousand bucks more or something. Right. But it's existential when they are really like, I don't have money to feed my kids or I don't have money to pay the rent or I don't have money for a court or I need to invest in a doctor or even though like I want to invest in, in, in like going to retreats or coach because I really want to help. And like, I don't see that anywhere and I'm working so hard. So what was it for you that took you away from the money into how did you know what would make you happy? And for those who are listening right now and they're like, I really just want to feel safe and secure and then I can expand what they can do. Yeah. So for me, it was on my 30th birthday. Um, Sometimes you'll hear people talk about how they had like a spiritual awakening And that's kind of what I felt like I was having, but it was, it was messy. It was like a mental breakdown slash spiritual awakening where it was my 30th birthday. Um, Of course, on social media, I was seeing all of my friends on their 30th birthday going on trips and doing all these fun things. And I had just moved to a different state, um, didn't know anyone. My husband was working and I spent my 30th birthday alone. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it it was kind of like something that, um, was really depressing for me. And I started just asking myself a lot of really 
uh, morbid questions, but I think they're important questions that we all ask ourselves at some point or another. But I started thinking, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, like who would come to my funeral and what would they say about me? And would they even care, you know, and what were they going to say that I was a good employee that showed up to work and did my job? You know, how, how was I leaving my mark on the world and what kind of a legacy was I leaving for my daughter? And it was just like, all at once, I just realized that it wasn't what I wanted anymore. You know, from the outside, people probably looked at my job and my income and all the external things and thought, oh, wow, like she has it all. But on the inside, I was so deeply unhappy and I just wanted a way out of that. Like I didn't want to be stuck in this job, but at the same time, I didn't want to disappoint my parents, my husband, all the people that, you know, were saying like, oh, but you're so successful. And once I realized that I didn't want to do that anymore, then the question came, well, what do I want to do? And I had no idea because I had just spent 10 years of my life um, completely dedicated to my job and to motherhood. And that was my only identity. I didn't have time for friends or hobbies or side hustles. I had just completely let those two things take over my life. And it was really the first time since I was a kid that I was asking myself, what is it that I really want to do? And I started tapping into a lot of the things that I liked doing as a child, you know, and I thought, what did I want to be before the world told me what I had to be? And I started doing all sorts of things. Um, I started painting. I started doing um, like interior design and, and things that had interested me. And while none of those things went anywhere or turned into like a career, what they did do is they got me in that state of creative flow. And once you're in that state of creative flow, it's like all of a sudden you're this antenna and you just get these direct downloads and things become so crystal clear. And I'll never forget, I was putting my daughter to bed one night and I was laying in bed with her while she was falling asleep. And I got this super clear, like intuitive hit that I need to start talking about the law of attraction and that I need to get it out to like the world. And what's the best way to do that? Well, at the time was Instagram. And so like, I'm sitting in bed, you know, on my phone and I started my Instagram page and I started posting just quotes and things about the law of attraction. And I told myself, I'm just going to see where this goes. And if I get a thousand followers by the end of the year, I'll stick with it. And if I don't, then maybe it's not meant to be. And I ended up getting a thousand followers that month. And people messaging me from all over the world that were like, wow, like this is what I've been looking for. And I have these same questions. And it started opening me up to, you know, this whole other world. And I, I didn't really expect anything of it at the time. It was just sort of a hobby and like an outlet for me, an energetic outlet for me to connect with other like-minded people. And little by little, I would just get these little um, intuitive actions I should take. And I ended up um, creating a course because people were asking me, like, how do I do this? How do I apply the law of attraction to my life? And then um, 
Someone had asked me about a podcast. So I started that. And the point is, if you look at what I'm doing now, which is a podcast, having an app, having these books, if I am on my 30th birthday would have known that I wouldn't have believed it. I didn't even know what a podcast was at that point in time. People weren't creating apps like they are now. It wouldn't have seemed possible. And so it's really important to know that it really doesn't matter how. Um, and if you try to figure that out ahead of time, it's going to keep you in that stuck state where you just feel overwhelmed. All I knew was that I needed to start listening to me instead of listening to the external environment and everyone around me. And that was like the one thing I really dedicated myself to is to just start going within and, and listening to what was coming through instead of listening to my boss and my parents and my husband and what everyone else was telling me. And that really led me down this path that I never otherwise would have discovered. And certainly no one was going to tell me to do this. It was all up to me and just trusting that if it felt right, I had to follow it. Mm. So that was the first part of the question. The second part of the question is, you know, I know it's really hard when we're in these situations where we're just struggling to get by right? We're struggling to pay the bills. And I was certainly there where it was like every month, you know, am I going to be able to make the mortgage payment? Am I going to be able to buy formula for my daughter? Um, am I going to get laid off from work? I mean, there were, you know, there's lots of real life things that can get in the way. And what I've noticed is so often we're focused on the problem and what's not going well. And we're not focused on what we truly want. And something that I did all the time was I would start, you know, thinking, okay, well, I want, you know, to manifest a better job or I want to manifest money or I want to manifest this, that, or the other. And before I could even get the thought out, I was immediately sabotaging myself because I would say something like, oh, wow. Yeah, that would be nice, but that never happens to me. Or like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Like that sounds too good to be true. And I would just like immediately sabotage myself and go right back to complaining about my current circumstance. So I think, you know, you have to start looking at that and it's like, where are you sabotaging yourself? Where's the doubt and the negative beliefs coming in and how can you reframe it? Like, Instead of looking at where you're at, look at where you want to be and ask yourself, what would I have to believe in order for this to happen? What kind of thoughts would I need to have? And what kind of thoughts would I need to get rid of if I want to make this my new life? And those are some powerful questions because, you know, our subconscious is the whole job of it is to keep us alive and keep us safe. And what that means is keeping us stuck in the status quo, because that's our comfort zone. That's what we know. And if you try to do something different, that's the unknown. And that can be scary. And it's part of our survival as human beings, because back a long time ago, if you ventured away into the unknown, you could die. You could, you know, if you left, you know, your, um, your safety net. And so even though we're not in that dire of situation, typically nowadays, our subconscious still views it that way. And so it will work very, very hard to keep us in the same place. So it's starting to look at those 
beliefs that might be holding you back. And sometimes it's a shift in environment too, you know? So for me, like being in the corporate sales world and with the specific team I was with and with the manager that I had, there was a lot of fear around losing my job, a lot of like constantly that threat of being fired, um, a lot of negativity, a lot of complaining. And sometimes you need to shift out of those situations. And that could be um, just starting to surround yourself with people that have the values and the beliefs that you want to have or um, sort of shifting away from the people in your life where you're, you're feeling that negative pull or that doubt and, and um, disbelief in yourself. So sometimes you might have, it might even be a friend or a family member that is constantly putting you down when you are stating your goals. It's not that you have to never talk to them again, but maybe put some space in between you and, and just really focus on what you want to create instead of what the people around you are saying. And it's really powerful just making that little shift, just starting to talk to someone that's a little more positive. Maybe it's a coach or maybe it's a group on Instagram or Facebook that you, you're not even meeting with in person, but that you're just seeing and you're getting some of that support and positivity. And um, some of that can be really important as you begin to shift and having that network that's going to lift you up instead of bring you down and continue to drain your energy. Mm, that's so powerful. And it's so, so, so fascinating because you, we, we can always find what is wrong, right? But in the same way, we can also find what's right. Like I know before we start recording, I share with you what happened with my husband. You know, we were in armed robbery and it was shocking and it was unexpected. Of course, like who expects this, right? Right. But, um, it, it was just like in that moment I felt and I'm still working through it like really like violated right like my my wedding rings were taken our phones were taken all my credit cards all my cash everything was taken away from me and I there was a moment where I, I was really in that victim mode of like why is this happening to me I'm so generous I'm so giving I support right now we live in Mexico so I'm like I'm supporting the Mexican culture. I, I hire people and invest in people. Like, why, right? Like, if they would ask me, I could give them the money, right? But not this way. Like, why is this happening? And then, like, the same night when we're laying with in the in the bed with my husband's, like, thank God we nothing happened to us because, of course, there are people who get murdered for less than what we were taken away from us. And I'm like. My husband was like, well, maybe they needed more than us. And I'm like, maybe it happened because we know how to work through trauma. Imagine this would happen to a girl going alone or single mother or a mother with two little kids and those kids will deal with it for the rest of their life. So yes, like it is terrible that it happened. And also like shifting the perspective on, I cannot change what happened. It's past. And trust me, I replayed in my mind still, you know, like, what could I have done differently? But we all ha always have that choice to change how we are feeling about things and people in our life, right? So I think that is really powerful. And, you know, Stephanie, I'm wondering, 
what if people don't believe that good things can happen to them. And I would love for you to tap into the subconscious and the subliminal messages that you're using in your app, because I feel like so very often, I believe that our uh, listeners now have maybe for a decade inner critic who is saying like, who do you think you are? You cannot do this. You are not educated, smart, beautiful, whatever, enough, right? And we look around and we are like, well, I'm doing similar things, but this person is getting paid more or I'm doing the same things and I'm not getting paid. Like, how can we step into the belief that we are good enough and that the abundance can happen to us too? Because I feel like when we do affirmations, sometimes like we saying it consciously, but we don't believe it. Right. Yeah. So, so that's so true. So when you think about our mind. The subconscious mind is so incredibly powerful and it's, in, it's very um, intelligent. So when you think about everything in our environment that we can't even sense with our eyes and ears, and um, there's so much that we don't even know exists or is around us at all times. The subconscious mind can process 200 billion bits in any given moment where the conscious mind can only process 2000 bits. So we're talking about 2000 versus 200 billion. That is a huge gap. So what creates, like what does our subconscious mind feed to the conscious mind? And that all has to go back to our belief system. And our belief system is developed when we're children by everything we see, you know, that we're absorbing, we're like little sponges absorbing all of this information, which is good. I mean, it teaches us how to function in society and follow laws and rules and stay safe and just be human beings and live, right? But we also pick up on a lot of different negative beliefs and experiences and all of that. Well, after age seven, the only way that the subconscious is rewired and you create these different connections is through repetition. So that's the whole concept behind affirmations and affirmations are great. I love affirmations. I say affirmations and write them. But the problem with affirmations is if you have this hardened belief, for example, that it's hard to make money and there's no way I could ever be abundant. Then if you say an affirmation that's like, I am wealthy, I am abundant, your conscious mind is going to go, no, you're not you're a liar. No, you're not like, and it's immediately going to, again, like sabotage that belief. And so you're kind of in limbo. It's like, you're not really making any progress. So what I've discovered is through subliminals, which subliminals have been used for decades by big corporations to make us feel most of the time, like we're not enough. And the reason they do that is so that you look at their product and their products is subliminally telling you you're not enough unless you use our product. So this has been big in like the beauty industry, for example, where um, there's been this, you know, underlying message that unless you use this brand of makeup, you're not pretty enough. Or um, maybe it's like... Um, something with the banking industry. And it might be like, if you want, you know, wealth, like you, you go to this bank or whatever. So there's all these subliminal messages and that's kind of known. It's not anything new there. But what I started thinking is if there's been all this research and a lot of these companies are using it, um, 
and they're doing it in sort of this manipulative, sneaky way. Mm. What if we used it in a positive way? And what if we could craft these messages so that we know exactly there's complete transparency and we know what we're listening to and we can then use that knowledge, this technology and this science to program us in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you think about like back in the day, you know, in psychology 101, when, when you hear about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's like, if you're worried about the basic needs, like food, shelter, clothing, then you're going to have trouble moving up to the next, which is like safety and security. So take you, for example, you just went through an armed robbery. Like there's probably a lot going on with not feeling safe, not feeling secure. And a lot of times we're in this constant state of feeling that way because so many of us are living paycheck to paycheck or struggling financially. And when you're worried that you can't pay the rent or you can't buy food, like that goes directly to that base, that foundation that we need to then move on to the higher principles. And so one of the things that I found is that that affects almost all of us. We all have this belief that I'm not enough in one way or another. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not young enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not rich enough. You know, we all have these underlying baseline fears. And so I like to put those in the various subliminals, just this overall um, calmness, using things like binaural beats or Schumann resonance, which is earth's tone to give that really stable grounding, calm vibrational frequency, because in today's world, we're all, it it can be very chaotic. It can be very stressful. And I think most of us just need that very grounded, calm feeling and assurance. And it starts with that. And then you can start adding in these different affirmations. And what happens is it's like a dog whistle where You can't consciously hear it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. We know it's there. We know it exists. We know it has a purpose and works. We just can't hear it. Well, with subliminals, all you're hearing is this beautiful, relaxing meditation music, uh, but subconsciously, your subconscious is getting fed hundreds of affirmations every hour. So imagine if you tried saying or writing hundreds of affirmations, like there's no way, like that's just not sustainable. (laughs) And so this is a way where you don't have to think about it. And it's actually better if you don't, because you don't want your conscious mind bypassing it and saying, nope, you're a liar. You're (laughs) lying. You're not really wealthy. And so it's kind of a great hack to really dive into the subconscious and heal some of those limiting beliefs. And rewire those things without having to do anything consciously. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the power of, it's like a backdoor to your subconscious mind. That's really powerful. And I love that because, you know, like our subconscious mind, it's 95%, right? And right. I'm just like fighting here in the 5%. And I'm curious because I did subliminal messaging like before, and I wanted to do them like at night. What happens is that I use uh, like earplugs to sleep because sometimes they're barking dogs, sometimes there is a music and I need a quiet. So, and I had my phone laying on my side, but I don't know if it was working, if it would still get through or if it has to be loud or what would you recommend? Yeah, well, I actually 
do recommend um, earbuds. You don't have to use them, but if you use earbuds, then you get the benefit. It's earplugs, not earbuds. It's just oh, earplugs to cancel okay. any, you know, like outside yeah. zones. I could still like hear the music, but I'm like, I don't know how effectively the affirmations get in, you know, because it was like low because I can't sleep with any noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, for that, I would recommend having a subliminal created where you don't even have the music because you can take out the music and you can have the subliminal embedded in there and maybe just like a really um, good like theta wave frequency. So it's really soothing and helps you get into that nice, calm, you know, deep sleep. Um, but then you're not hearing whatever it is, the nature sounds or the meditation music. Um, so that's certainly an option. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I actually haven't thought of that because I like noise when I'm sleeping. And so I think I'll create some that just have like the, the wave and then you just, mm -hmm. you know, put it on your nightstand and you can sleep yep. peacefully and not worry about it. Yeah. That's a great idea. I love that. Happy to inspire you because I'm like, mm -hmm. I am the one who has like an eye mask and earbuds mm -hmm. and complete quiet and under blankets. So I'm like, yeah. I cannot be listening to anything, but I would love to, you know? So yeah. You know, you can listen just during the day too. Like a lot of times what I'll do is I will listen to them just as I'm doing my work, as I'm chasing my kids around, it's kind of like in the background. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing. You don't have to have it on loud. You don't have to sit and meditate or visualize or anything. You can just simply have it in the background and it's doing its job. It's your subconscious is taking in all of those positive messages. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And I know you mentioned your book, you mentioned your podcast, your Instagram. So when people want to more of you and more of your wisdom, where they can best connect with you? Yeah, so you can go find me on social media at Law of Attraction Tribe or listen to the podcast. It's called Law of Attraction Tribe as well. And then the app is in uh, both the Apple App Store and then Google Play. It's called Manifest It Now. And um, yeah, I love connecting with everyone. And if anyone has any questions, they can always send me a DM as well. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for today and for all the work you're doing. I feel like it's so beautiful when we can have the tribe of people who are living it, doing it, who can inspire us and give us hope even in the days that we're losing it. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. <laughs>